This is another MP3 podcast from 2NURFM at the University of Newcastle, Australia. Good afternoon. Thank you once again for joining me. Julian Campbell here, and we've got another great show lined up for you this week. A bit later in the program, we'll be looking at our business tips. Today, we're looking at a smart way of saying things. Can our words sometimes cause challenges to us? We're also talking with Jenny Nichols, who's the president of the Maitland Chamber of Commerce, about what's going on up in that area today. But right now, we're talking with John Cayley from the Lake Macquarie Business Centre about where you fit in the sales funnel. Good afternoon, John. G'day, Julian. How are you? And you're still building that house, are you, John? Oh, yes, mate, yes. It's hard going. <laughs> Very occupied, let me tell you. Will it be finished by, by Easter? We... <laughs> Tomorrow? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> you're going to take the day off and have an Easter egg, are you? Uh, I think I might. Okay, so, so sales funnel. What are we talking about when we're talking about a sales funnel? It's the... Uh, well, it's, it, it, it's really a system, and it's a, from when you get a lead which you then convert into an opportunity, which you then manage through to a sale in, in the business process. And it's typically used not so much in retail, but more in business-to-business transactions. And I suppose it's called a funnel because obviously we start off with a lot of leads, which become a little lesser in opportunities, which make uh, fewer orders at the end. It's very much the case. And, and really, as you go through the sales funnel, you're constantly qualifying the situation to establish precisely where you are in the funnel process. And along the way, some drop off because for some reason they may not want to buy the product or service at that point in time. Now, now we've often talked on this program about the importance of having systems in place. I would think that uh, with a sales process it would be vital to have systems in place there, wouldn't it? It's really interesting. A lot of people look at the sales situation as quite intuitive. And that you've got to, you know, just keep your eyes and ears open to make sure that you, you know, you, you convert the sale at the right time. But in fact, the best sales situations is, is, is where you've got a process or a system that you follow. The benefit of that as well is that at the various stages of, through that process or, or along that system, you're able to measure it and see where you're at so that you know at any point in time whether you're going to have enough sales coming up in a month, two months, three months' time. And, of course, the other value of having a, a system in place is that it's not just you, it's uh, all of your employees would be working to that same system, wouldn't they? Well, if you're the key person in the business and, and let's say for some unfortunate reason you fall off the perch, the business doesn't stop, it just continues. And this is, you know, the value of systems is, is, is immeasurable in situations like that. Yeah, and I've seen that in, in real life uh, one of my clients many years ago, her husband died and uh, fortunately she had systems in place and was able to take time away from the business and her team just continued to run it and uh, the systems allowed the sales to continue. How often have you heard a situation where someone has said, I've been away and the business just ticked over? Yeah, yeah. And the real reason that is the case is because there's good systems in place that enable the business just to tick over. And you often hear the, off- the opposite too. Uh, people in business say, I wish I could take a holiday. <laughs> so often you hear that. And there, you, straight away you see the importance of putting a system in place to enable yourself to do it. So, so what sort of uh, things would we be measuring then, though? those various areas you spoke about in the sales funnel? Oh, look, you know, step number one is when you get a lead, you need to qualify that and understand whether it is truly an opportunity for your business. Someone may, may have made an inquiry, but they, they, it could be a situation where they've 
thought, you know, this wouldn't be a bad idea. I must inquire about it rather than they actually need to buy at the moment. So you qualify those people and establish whether they're in the funnel or out. Then as you go along, you start qualifying, uh, have they got the budget? Yes, they may have the budget, but the budget may not be available for the next financial year. So you position them in the sales funnel so that that order can be come to fruition as a sale in the next financial year. You know, you're establishing a need all the way along through the sales funnel until the point is that they, they almost you know, write the order for you. And, of course, that is the critical one, is asking for the order at the end, isn't it? Well, it is. Having a system for closing a sale is, is, is vital, not just for your team, but for yourself too. It's, it's really interesting, you know. The better your system, the less you have to, you know, forcefully ask for the order at the end. It just becomes a, a second-nature thing, so that when you get to the end of the, the process or the system, you know, at that point, well, uh, you know, I need to come out and collect the order today, and yes, you must. Mm. It's as simple as that, mm. rather than you're really trying to twist their arm to get them put into paper. Mm. And, of course, uh, the sales process really really starts even before that funnel with the uh, advertising marketing pro- program. Uh, so we really need to have systems in place there to, to tell us uh, how many people came as a result of the advertising and then how clever we were at uh, converting that to interest into sales, don't we? Uh, the importance, again, of measurement, you know, uh, this, this, is, this is really important to understand where your business is going to come from because if you don't measure the results of your, of your promotional activities, your lead generation activities, if you don't measure that, you don't know when the, where the, uh, the uh, interest is coming from. And quite often businesses say, Gee, I don't know why, but our leads have dropped up. Mm. Well, I don't know why is because you have not measured the success of your advertising in the specific areas. Mm. You know, is news, newspaper advertising successful? Is advertising on 2NURFM the appropriate way to go? You know, you measure those leads. And it's. I must say, you know, we do measure that in our business at Lake Macquarie Business Centre. Of course. And we've had good results, frankly, from yeah. 2NURFM advertising. So we continue to do it. Excellent. And, of, of course, uh, I mean, the, the comment you make, I often go into some of my clients and they, they like to boast about how good their business is going. And my first question to them is, well, why is it going so well? Why did you get more sales last month? Um, because I'm checking to see whether their system is uh, measuring that or not. Yes, that's true. So true, isn't it? Yeah. Um, all right. Well, thank you very much for your time again, John. And uh, Pleasure, ne- next week we're going to be talking about that planning process again. So uh, it's important always to have those business plans in place, isn't it? Well, plan and measure. Yeah. You know, you know where you're going. Thanks, John. We'll talk with Thanks. you next week. Thanks, Julian. Bye-bye. That was John Cayley from the Lake Macquarie Business Centre. Where do you fit in the sales funnel? Well, now we're talking with Jenny Nichols, President of the Maitland Chamber of Commerce. Good afternoon, Jenny. Hi, Julian. How are you? I'm very well. And yourself? Oh, well, the, um, the weather's a little bit changeable these days, but, you know, what do we expect? Excellent. So did that include, was that included in your strategic planning session this week, last week? <laughs> Unfortunately, I think um, you know if we were able to uh, to predict the weather, we'd uh, we'd all be making some money in another field. But uh, no, as you mentioned, we did have our strategic planning workshop uh, a couple of weeks ago. Um, we were able to uh, work with the Department of State and Regional Development. They sent up a facilitator. We had about twenty five representatives from the uh, from the business community, 
and we uh, we really got down to tin tacks in terms of looking at what the chamber's direction is going to be for the next 12 months, and looking at actions that specifically that the chamber can uh, can take hold of, and, uh, and 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 promote and and work with our business community to, uh, I guess, to work through uh, you know these uh, tough times, I suppose that you could call it at the moment. So, anything specific came out that we're still going to be working on those. Well, at this stage, we've um, we've got a, a draft out there with our executive team, and they're going through that. But we did talk a lot about um, generally about about Maitland and how we'd like to look at um, you know, business development within the region and diversification of, uh, of of our business base. And I and I think that's one of Maitland's biggest bonuses, I guess, is that we are not really tied into one particular industry. But I guess as a chamber, what we need to do is to bring it back to our, our business people and work on ways that we as a business community can become stronger. And if that means, um, you know, assisting our, our businesses with um, training and education programs and, and working more hand-in-hand with, with council. Um, so there's, there's actually a quite, quite a lot of initiatives that we've looked at in relation to business development and also um, marketing of the chamber itself. So... We're looking at that uh, that plan being uh, ratified and endorsed probably in the next uh, couple of weeks, and um, and the really good thing is that we can go back to state and regional development and seek some funding for some um, uh, some of, of these activities that we're looking at. Yeah, uh, do, you, do you canvass the members to find out what sort of training needs they want? We have um, in the past done a, a couple of chamber surveys, but I think. Um, one of the things that, that we do find that people are interested in is really learning more about how to get their, their businesses through this tough time, whether it is in relation to uh, working smarter on their businesses and making them more efficient and, uh, and looking at ways that they can, um, I guess, use, use what they have at the moment uh, and, and, and to use their resources in a, in a better way. Um, that, that seems to be a fairly common theme that's coming through. Well, one of the uh, things, of course, that lines up with that is that uh, the uh, Department of State and Regional Development do have a free seminar up at East Maitland on the 30th of April entitled Managing Through Turbulent Times, and I guess they'll be looking at those sorts of issues then. Well, as a business owner, I'm sure I'll be at that one as well. Um, it's something that we have uh, promoted very heavily through the through the Chamber, and I know that State and Regional Development are working very closely with with all, all chambers and um, and, and the, the business community within the Hunter to um, to help us all, you know, overcome some of the problems that we have. Um, you know, I'd, I'd like to think that we'll, we'll ride through this okay. Uh, <laughs> but, um, you know, it is, it is tough times. And I think uh, a lot of businesses now are starting to see some of the repercussions coming back to them. I, th- I think it's also an ideal time, though, for businesses to look at themselves and to take take note of where they where they're strong and where and put systems in place and and just become better businesses really. I, I think you're absolutely right, Julian. And you know, and it's unfortunate that it takes times like this for people to mm. realise that that's what has to happen. And I guess maybe as a lesson to all of us, um, it's something that we need to realise that. Um, you know, we need to work on our businesses as hard as we work in our businesses. <laughs> so, hopefully, this is something that we'll we'll all learn from, and at the end of the uh, at the end of the time, we will all be much better much better businesses and a much stronger business community. Of course, and of course, as usual, you've got uh, your weekly uh, or your sorry, say your monthly breakfast next week. Um, who's appearing on that one? 
it's interesting, the next couple of months we've, um, we've got a real economic development focus, funny about that. Um, coming up this month we've got uh, Harley Dale, he is the Chief Economist from the HIA and uh, he will be presenting, uh, I guess, some information to us in relation to how everything's impacting on the, on the housing industry at the moment and looking at some of the initiatives that they're um, working on to, um, to, to work towards you know, getting us through the end of this because I know the government is very much hinging our, um, our, I guess, success of coming through this on that housing and, and construction market. So that will be very mm. interesting to hear from him. And then in the next couple of months, we've, um, we've got the, um, uh, the Hunter Valley Research Foundation uh, are coming to talk to us again on what's actually happening in Maitland in, rega- in, in re- regards to our demographics and how, how we're changing and evolving as a, as a city. So that's always a very, very interesting morning as well. So... Uh, lots of lots of um, interesting stuff coming up for the chamber. Good. Well, uh, and they're, they're obviously very focused on the Maitland area too, aren't they? Those two presentations. Yeah, and I, and I think that's a really good thing. I mean, um, it's, it's very important that we, we, we do look at our hometown and understand exactly what's happening within that and how as businesses we can uh, make, I guess, take the opportunities where they are. Well, thank you very much for your time again, Jenny, and we'll talk to you again next month. Thanks, Heath, Julian. Thank, thank you. Thank you. That was Jenny Nichols, the President of the Maitland Chamber of Commerce. Well, now it's time to look at our business tips. Today we're looking at there's a smart way to say just about anything. George Walter, in his new book, Power Talking, claims that the words we use to frame our thoughts affect the results of all we do. And over a lifetime, the cost of poor word selection can be mega-enormous. An extra split second to think about the effect can be the difference between winning and losing. So, some of the hints from the author. First of all, avoid the word but and substitute the word and. For example, instead of saying, you did a good job today, but you need some extra training, say something like, Suzanne, you did a great job today and you'll need some more training to let you stay ahead. Note the personalisation by introducing the name and the word you are the most powerful to any listener. Also, Avoid negative self-image words. Instead of, I failed, substitute, today I learned that. Don't apologise for an imagined shortcoming. Change it or forget it. To a visitor, don't say, sorry, the office is in a mess. Say, welcome to my workplace, Bill. I'm glad to see you. Did you notice again two very powerful words? Offer positive deadlines you know you can fulfil rather than weekly offering tighter ones. For example, instead of we'll try to have that to you by 4pm, offer a deadline you know you can beat. Barry, I'll have that to you by 5. And remember the words of Ogmandino? Today I begin a new life. I'll persist until I succeed. I'll live this day as if it were my last. I'll act now then get out and accomplish more with every word you talk. Well, thank you for being with me for the last half hour. I hope you've enjoyed the program. We've looked at uh, a smart way of saying things. John Cayley's helped us to look at our sales funnel, and we've spoken with Jenny Nichols from the uh, Maitland Chamber there. In a moment, Jane Klein will be back with you with more of your easy listening favourites. Next week, we'll discuss the real meaning of the casual look with Jeanette David from Love Your Look. We'll chat about the importance of planning to your business with John Cayley from our sponsors and our business tip about building a super competitive workforce. 
I'd love your company again next Thursday at the same time for Business, the Law and You. Remember, focus your passion on your vision.